with it. Are you guys okay. ready? Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. That's right. We're ready. We will go to war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a cold open. I cringed. I cringed at that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. We're the dad fathers coming at you with some daddy sparrow energy. (laughs) Just lean into it. Just lean into it. (laughs) Daddy, Daddy sparrow indeed, as today we are talking about the third in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise at world's end. And, and this, that's where it all begins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tagline. It was like at World's End is where the adventure begins or something like that. It's, it's like you, really? you've already you've already yeah. watched five hours of movies. Now it's time for the movie to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they try. <laughs> Just for the listeners at home, Jesse is right now uh, actively sticking several forks into his eyes so that he never has to see this again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes my life more tolerable this way. That's good. I would rather be blind than possibly maybe see another second of Pirates 3. I, I hopefully will forget ever having been able to see. <laughs> it's that I can forget having yeah, seen. Yeah, the thing is, like, it, it just stays with you. Like, this has stayed with me for years. Like, for years, I haven't been able to shake this movie. It's like, well, you're still there. <laughs> it's like that, that murderous fiend that's out to get you at night, only... It's in your mind, and it's Jack Sparrow, and there's multiple of them, and they're doing weird things, like taking peanuts from your brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what it's like. Or licking their own brain. Maybe. Or licking my or licking my brain. Oh. <laughs> See, I was fine with everything, but that would be creepy. I don't think I want Daddy Sparrow licking my brain. <laughs> no. Sparrow licking anything. So anyway... Anyway, so I think I think this is this is going to be a little bit divided as anyone that remembers our Spider-Man episodes when it comes to the third in a trilogy, given our past record. This one is going to be a little contentious. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to talk Pirates 3 with you guys. This will be fun, right? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesse just stuck another fork in his eye. <laughs> just, just, I'm running like, out. <laughs> just like Rigetti, just losing your eyes everywhere. So this is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, released in May of 2007. It is directed by Gore Verbinski, written by Ted Elliott, Terry Rosio, cinematography by Darius Wolski, and music by Hans Zimmer. There's no one really new here to mention in the cast, with the exception of Chow Yun-Fat, who is a superstar, just a superstar. He kind of came up in collaboration with legendary action director John Woo, in A Better Tomorrow, The Killer, and Hard Boiled, which are fantastic. They're all amazing. And everyone should see them if you are a fan of, of action cinema or if you're a fan of just seeing how things evolve. John Woo is the one that gave us so much in terms of how we shoot action and how we view it. I mean, there's a reason that he's kind of a joke nowadays is because his style became ubiquitous, and especially in 90s movies. So he worked with him on those. And then he, you might also remember him from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon oh, yeah. with Ang Lee. Yeah. And uh, maybe anyone might know Anna and the King with Jodie Foster. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. He's had kind of a rocky last decade or so, but 
he never stopped working. He has like seven credits every year. He, it's kind of amazing. And then, well, any thoughts on Chow Yun Fat before we move on? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Fair enough. When you guys watch Hard Boiled or The Killer at some at some point, then we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I did read that he had um, that he loved being in this movie and like worked really hard. He helped out on set. Like he was, he made best friends with like everybody there, <laughs> um, and he was stoked. He he worked really hard on his his part in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little interesting. It it shows how excited he was yeah. to be here. Like he's he's quite a mustache twirling villain, and I think the mustache. And the Asian stereotypes is what got this movie in some trouble. Yeah. And maybe hasn't aged so well, or maybe didn't age when it came out well. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't born well. Yeah. But he loved it. But he loved it. He had a great time. He had a great time. Which shows, like it shows that he's having a good time. Hmm. I love the scars. The scars yeah. on his head. Those are nasty <laughs> scars. I want to see how he got those. They're great. Well, that's like everybody on his crew, though. They all have like the most horrendous looking faces because of the amount of scars that they have there. It's like, dude, wh- why is your life so terrible? <laughs> and every other pirate's life is for me, but their life is not. It, I don't want to be a Singaporean a Singaporean <laughs> pirate, that's for sure. No, it yeah. seems really wet, like yeah. more than most other places are wet. It just seems really wet. <laughs> yeah. You get fungi growing all over you. Yeah, and they're cool with it. Yeah. They're just cool, just chilling in their hot tub with yeah. your homies, growing fungi together. <laughs> and they really like steam. He just steam. likes steam so much. <laughs> what what is this fascination with wanting more steam? Like, does he think does it is it more pleasant or or does he like the feel of it on his skin? Maybe maybe the scar tissue just needs it to heal. I I, I love that he is completely dressed in very formal wear <laughs> and is just covered in sweat and steam. As as the husband of a of a woman who uh, has tremendous allergies at different times of the year. <laughs> Specifically now when we were watching this movie, <laughs> yeah. I can understand the need for more steam. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he has terrible allergies. Maybe that's it. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Yeah. Makes sense. He's he's allergic as I am to getting his face scarred. <laughs> <laughs> it really just makes me break out in hives. <laughs> it makes me break break out in scars, personally. Uh, the final edition, the new sort of edition that I think is, is worthy to be called out here is Keith Richards, guitarist of the Rolling Stones. You know, I think you and 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 they also thought it was very worth being called out that he was yeah. in it because they, they talked a lot about it. I remember at the time. Yeah, they're like, isn't it crazy Keith Richards is in this? Yeah. Guys, Keith Richards yeah. is yeah. in this movie. And he is. He, he stands there and sits and he plays a guitar. He does play a guitar. Until it breaks. Until it breaks when and someone that- says something wrong. <laughs> and he throws a hat in the air and that is Keith Richards everyone give him a yes. round of applause yes, yes Keith Richards he tells Jack something I can't remember what it was it was like it was, it was important he shows up in his mom well he shows in his mom yes yes that's important a little shrunken head no. yeah <laughs> weird relationship uh, he loved her yeah he wanted to keep her around yeah on his belt <laughs> it's not weird it's not weird at all <laughs> Anyway, so at the time of its release in 2007, it was the most expensive film ever made at $300 million. Worldwide, it was the highest grossing film of 2007 and the third highest grossing Pirates movie. Quick guess. Does anyone know? Maybe we we did this before, but I don't remember. Which Pirates movie made the least amount of money? It's either the first or the fifth. I'm guessing four. It's the first. Oh, Mm -hmm. really? First is the least highest grossing one. I guess that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Four did really, really well. Really? <laughs> made a lot of, we'll talk about that next right. week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was released in a then record of 4,362 theaters in North America and is still the highest, it still has the record for most screens it was shown on, somewhere around 11,500. Wow. They're not really sure. Uh, it was nominated for two Academy Awards, uh, Best Visual Effects and Best Makeup, and lost both. Uh, makeup to La Vie en Rose and effects to the Golden Compass. Oh. I don't know why that is, except huh. that maybe the Academy just really did not want to award the third Pirates movie an Academy <laughs> Award. <laughs> I think it's got to be that. <laughs> They're like, anything else? What's this? This Golden... Okay, this thing. We didn't see it. Whatever. It came out in the end of May of 2007, and this was a kind of a historic month. May in 2007, there was the end of three trilogies, Spider-Man 3, Shrek 3, and Pirates 3. All in a row, I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw them all. <laughs> Can't wait to, to do our Shrek series. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <sighs> Would we do Boy. Shrek the third? I don't even remember that movie. Is that when the, the king dies and Shrek becomes king? Or is that Shrek Forever After? I, I've never seen anything. I saw Shrek one and Shrek two, and that was that was the end for me. What about all the shorts? There's a lot of shorts. I've seen a couple of them here and there, but you know, Mike, you have the best. You have the best Shrek story. You stopped at the good ones, and you. And <laughs> yeah. That's it. I like that. What about the completionist in you? Never wanted to do the next two. No, there is a part of me that really is like thinking about like someday maybe I'll get around to watching all of the other ones, including like the Puss in Boot, Boots movies and mm -hmm. whatever. But then I think about what that side of me is saying, and I say, no, no, I'm going to put you away. That's good. Mike. That's really good. I yeah. was I was really scared that you were going to propose this as like the next series. <laughs> Actually, surprise, our next series will be all the Shrek movies. Shrek no. in no, reverse order. We start with Puss in Boots. Ooh. I think there's a second Puss in Boots as well. Oh, there's two? That's gross. I think, there, I think there might be a third one as well, like in the works. There's, I think there is, yeah. Yeah, right. they want to keep wild. these things moving. Okay, but... The Shrek cinematic universe is, is quite wild. <laughs> this, okay, Mike. So I'm not sure how to do this because it's on this giant screen. Okay, here. I won't look. I'm not looking. So, so in 2007, this was a crazy year, not only for good movies, which we'll cover at some different point, but also because there was a bizarre number of ending of trilogies or continuations of current series. And what I didn't do is I didn't count all the number ones of future franchises that also came out in 2007, like Transformers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we've gotten used to this, though, with oncoming years that most of our box office is dominated by sequels, prequels, and the like. But for this year, to start with the first question, in the top 10 of box office, this is box office for domestic, not worldwide. Which one movie was not based on anything pre-existing? Throw out a guess. Throw out, you, you so both get I'm, guessing, I'm guessing Transformers mm -hmm. doesn't count because that's based off of toys. And and a TV show and comic series. Yeah, it's based uh, wait, on Wait, what yeah. one movie in 2007 wasn't based in on? In the top 10. Oh, in the top 10 highest grossing? So Transformers is in the top 10, and that's a little give you. It's not that. So there's nine other choices. I, I, all right. I'm trying to remember original movies okay, that even I, came out in 2007. There's a lot that came out. There like, will be blood and um, no, no country for all men both came out, but they're both based on books. And also neither of them is 
anywhere near the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even. Did Fast and Furious come out then? There is no Fast and Furious movie in the top 10. So that that's that's one guess. That's two guesses. There's got to be like a Harry Potter. No, no, no. Those aren't guesses. We're we're eliminating oh, oh. options. We're I thought, eliminating, I thought that's we're what talking a guess to each was. other. This is this is cross table talk. We're oh, okay. helping each other out. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, right. I mean, it's a competition, I, point, but like, because we're kind of hopeless, so we're not going to answer hopeless. this question. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think like what 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 could it come out? Throw some guesses out. Throw some guesses out. Oh wait, wait. There it's are some big series like, out. Right. What MCU MCU is not there. That's right. Iron Man starts in 08. Yeah. So, but this is this is Wait, the first question. There's going to be a second question involving the series. But the first question is just what original film came out in the top 10? You're straining our brains, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hint. If you want a hint. Yes, absolutely. I need we, a hint. we need a hint. <laughs> it is animated. It's, it's animated. A... <laughs> this just got way more confusing. Wait, wait. Okay, I'm trying to. Th- is uh, can can I ask for another hint? Can I phone a friend? No, <laughs> <laughs> your, friend your friend is right there. You're phoning I'm gonna, your girl. I'm gonna call Vito. <laughs> Jesse, I'm gonna call Vito. Are you good with that? It's, it's not Despicable Me. It is not. Do, is there a franchise that has been built off of it? There has not been. Okay, so. Oh, so it's a Pixar movie. Closer. All right. All right. Did Up come out in 2007? When did Up come out? Uh, we talked about this in a previous episode. We did, yeah, and I can't remember my answer. Fantastic Mr. Fox lost its Academy Award to Up. <laughs> 2009. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Thank so you. What sure came out before Up, then? Before it's kind up? of been forgotten. It's kind of been forgotten. I have one last hint. Okay, okay. No, no, no. We know. We know. We is, know it, is it made by a director Pixar. that may or may not be involved with this movie? It is not. Okay. It's it's not Rango. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Wally. No. Ah. Uh, what is after Wally? No, there's a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this I was going to say Finding Nemo, but nope. <laughs> no, it's um, not Finding Nemo. That was too, like 2003 or whatever. It's not uh, Cars yeah. because that's a franchise. It's actually more helpful to think of Pixar movies that aren't franchises. I'm really trying. It's harder to think of not franchise a, movies. A, yeah, I know. Ratatouille. It's Toy Story. It's Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Oh. It is Ratatouille. No way. Oh, that yeah, took an absurdly long time to come up <laughs> with that rat movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that since theater, so I've kind of forgotten about it. We nice. just watched that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> you I have forgot no about excuse. it anyway. <laughs> So, Great, good job. I, I've good been job. keeping job, this Jesse. whole movie in my head. That's why I can't think of anything. That's true. Yeah. I'm amazed you can remember your own your own name. Uh, Hi, I'm Bill. <laughs> so Hi, Bill. second second part of this game. Then this is this is the much more challenging part of this game. <laughs> Great. Okay. Awesome. So in this year, there is to my count in the top 150 highest grossing films of 2007 that were released in 2007. There are seven third installments what can you guess the seven third installments all right okay so so we got spider-man three we've got pirates three and we've got shrek three done um three oceans the third harry potter oceans Oceans 13 number four harry potter three no damn what are all the three uh oh born ultimatum born ultimatum five now so you're missing two 
right. I guarantee you, you will not get one of them. I probably I won't. Money. <laughs> um, are are the other two animated at all? No. Okay, so we're dealing with live action, two live action movies um, that I may or may not have seen or care about in the slightest. Is you don't care wait, about either of them, I promise. Also, <laughs> is Resident Evil one of them? Resident Evil is one of them. Oh, hell yeah. oh, look at that. <laughs> that is the one I would have lost my bet. That's yeah. the one I thought you would never have gotten. Because when I saw Resident Evil on the thing, I had to click on it to like figure out if it was the third one. Because it's just called <laughs> Resident Evil Extinction. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. Okay. So there, there's a mysterious Could it be X3? One. It like, is not. It's not the third X-Men? Oh, no. Yeah. That was earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, this Pirates 3 actually broke a record that um, X3 had, which okay. I think was most theaters. Okay. Um, it's not animated. It's live action. And there are um, no superheroes. That really limits all the options. There, there are no superheroes. It is yeah. a third. This is another hint. It's the is it third. like a transporter movie? It is not. It is an action movie. Is it Mission Impossible 3? No. Oh. That's previous year. Oh, so close. Okay. This series has not been seen again. This effectively ended it. Rush Hour 3? Rush Hour 3. Oh, 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 right. Rush Hour. Good job, Jesse. Dang. Wow. All right. Oh. For a final bonus round, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten other movies in the top 150 that are sequels, prequels, or continuations of these series. Oh, that's terrible. So far, we have only one of them has been named. And that one was incorrectly n- numerized. So the franchise is right, but the number it is in the franchise is wrong. The Harry Potter? Harry, it is Harry is Potter. It two? It's number five? Four. It is number five. Five, really? Yeah. Jesse's kicking your ass here, Mike. Dude, <laughs> hey, I at least got like a franchise, okay? I'm, I'm horrible at these things. I'm so <laughs> bad right. at these things. It's the, I'm the worst. But, the, but the, point, the point of this is I just want to show like, how sad and crazy this is that one of the best years for movies is also like this one of the worst movie years void yeah. yeah no it's amazing so harry potter so and the order of the phoenix money. does batman start this year it started in the previous year Ooh. okay what else do we have sequels Did, prequels was there a hulk that came out this year no no hulk came out uh, 2000. do we have fantastic four bing we have fantastic four rise of the oh. silver surfer Ooh. yeah how many are the their total there was 10 that I, ten. let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10. Yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah, you got two down, Harry Potter 5. I will continue Fantastic to throw out two. ones that are wrong. Just, no, just, just start just start <laughs> throwing out franchises. Um, let's right. see, one, think of other one, two, two, three, four. I think four of these never go on to have any other of them. They just end at number two. They just end at number two? Yeah, and Ooh, they, like, talked about it. They just talked about like a bunch that there's going to be another one. There's going to be another one. Is Finding Dorian here? No. No, that's 2010s. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. We're going to need some hints. We need to get to I'll give you more. some hints. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's see if we can speed it up. One of them is the fourth in a series of very violent horror films that, that none of us really like. Saw? It is Saw. Saw 4. Ooh, Saw 4. Yeah. Look at that. Another one. Freddy versus Jason or something? No, that's earlier. Okay. But this other one is the second of two, obviously the second of two, but it's the second of two <laughs> horror movies that we also don't like and probably have completely forgotten exist, but are a lot like Saw. Oh, The Ring? Scream? No. The... Scream? No. no. 
No, no, th- those are like nice movies. Oh yeah, I I mean I enjoy the ring. It's, it's torture porn. Oh, this 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 it, franchise. Then I'm not gonna know it because I don't watch a whole lot of horror movies specific. What I mean, like one guess from Mike Hostel. 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 It is hostel. There's a hostel too. Good job. Oh. Okay. What happened? What didn't happen in the first that needed to happen in the second? They're just way more hostile. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's hostile, like a place that you you stay. I know. Yes, yes. I'm, oh, I'm but sorry. it's a play on words. I get it because people are. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I don't even need to watch the movie now. <laughs> it's a hostile, hostile. Yes. Oh. Okay. The another one is the second of two. Um, historical dramas about an influential queen. Are you are you kidding me? There's uh, like <laughs> no, no but idea. It's the second. It's the in second a series. It's it's the golden age. That's the, that's the, the half the title. No idea. The Elizabeth. golden age. Elizabeth. I was gonna say. I was about to say. There's, Elizabeth. Okay. There's, it was on the there was a Queen Elizabeth series. Kate Blanchett. Two of them. Though? Yeah. That's are you weird. kidding me? No. That's really weird. So we have a prequel. The name of the character is in the title. It is a prequel to... Uh, oh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. No. Ugh. It is a prequel, though, to an Academy Award winning movie. It won Best Picture. The Hobbit? No. It, no, mm-hmm. this... Oh, this, this movie won Best Picture? No, this is a prequel to a movie that won Best Picture. Titanic, oh. the beginning. <laughs> it's just the building of the ship. <laughs> Very informative. Quite dry. Quite. Well, yeah, put the get weak out, spot out of that here. dry dock until the end. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <spot here. laughs> yeah, that's where they planned it all out. It is. Uh, it is Hannibal Rising. Oh, Hannibal Rising. It got best. Uh, wait, what? It's a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Silence of the Lamb got best. I thought that you were saying that the no, prequel this is, got. This is and a prequel me because I know there will be whoa, or, uh, whoa, No Country for Old Men got there. There's the Hannibal Rising? Yes. I only ever know, knew of Hannibal, which was the sequel. Mm-hmm. And I never knew of Hannibal Rising, so that's weird. Is yeah. that the one about like the kid? Yeah, when he's a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. In, in World War II, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's very rough. Really hard I to get through. saw some of it. but Okay, so we, we got we to move here. We have one, two, three, four more to go. Okay. <laughs> right, dude. No, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe list them. Not ready these, for this. these should be easy. These should be easy. One of them stars Bruce Bruce Willis. Oh, Die Hard. Oh, Live Free or Die Hard. Live Free or Die Hard, That's baby. That's right. Uh, one of them stars Nick Cage. Oh, what is he? Oh, National Treasure 2. National Treasure 2. Um, one of them stars an alien. Alien something? It stars no. an alien. Alien. There's no. Like an alien. Alien versus Predator? Oh, yeah. Alien versus Covenant. Predator 2. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alien versus Predator 2. Requiem. Wait, there's, oh, isn't there a Covenant? Oh, no, that's an actual Alien movie. My alien bad. It is. It is. And then finally, we have, the, yeah, okay. I'll just, it's 28 Days Later. The, sorry, 28 Weeks 28 Later. 28 Weeks, weeks later, later. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. think I've seen that, actually. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. The, the 28 Days Later is freaking amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, that's a great movie. Yeah. So I wasn't keeping score because the main point of this was just to show, like, how insane it is that... It's a crazy year. But, like, what, what else starts? Like, we got Transformers, the start of a franchise. We have uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, start of a franchise. And Museum, start of a franchise. Ooh. Like, all these things, just, like, this is where it all started, you know? 
what? Ha- yeah. But at the same time, we've got some like really great, actually great movies like No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood, which were the two like main mm-hmm. heavy hitters for Oscars. And I, don't know. I think I like my chipmunks thing. is up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gone Baby Gone, right? Gone Baby Gone. Gone. Baby Gone. Oh, yeah. 20, mm-hmm. 2007. What a where, weird Where's the Gone Baby Gone franchise? <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, also, God, baby, also, too it's... far gone. I actually, I actually missed. I actually missed two. I missed two just looking at the top fifty because one of shit. I missed three because I wasn't counting reboots. I, okay, I didn't count okay, reboots. You know what? But I actually missed the sequel. I missed one sequel because it doesn't have the 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 sequel title in the title. Vito, I'm going to oh, say something. Word. Here. I'm going to say something right now. What's up? I feel like this podcast is starting to be a little bit like this movie. <laughs> we are we are traveling to Fair a lot enough. of places, and we may not be sure where we are. It's true, but we're having a good time. That's true. At least I am. I'm having a great time. Jesse, are you a having time. a good time? That's good. This is so way better for Jesse, than the movie. This is a better. <laughs> so, but just 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 for clarity's sake, it's Evan Almighty. It's it's Evan Almighty. Oh my it's god! Oh, Evan yeah. Almighty. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> Evan Almighty. Yeah. Okay. So, game over. Game over for society, for culture, for this podcast. I think the only person who won here was Vito. No, I lost the most. I lost the most because I was just, I was really upset at how many of them I'd seen, and I was even more upset by how many of their sequels I had seen later on. Yeah, yeah. And not one of them was a Marvel movie. Not one of them was a Marvel Wild. movie. This thing started before Marvel, man. And the machine started moving. <sighs> I'm exhausted. It's time for a nap. Okay. <laughs> All right, game over. Game over. There we go. Um, it's my sidebar, but yeah, but we needed to block it. So going then into nostalgia, uh, Jesse, do you want to tell us your nostalgia since you have the same nostalgia as you have current viewing? Uh, well, no, it's slightly different. So like, I was really excited about this movie. I remember very specifically my brother-in-law at the time. He's he's a bit older and was gonna like take us to go see this, and he had taken us to see the second one and like we made him like sit down and watch the first two and i remember like telling him after we watched dead man's chest that we're gonna go see at world's end and it was three hours long and his like face just he like almost started crying (laughs) 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 he was so was this this before or after he he'd he'd married your your sister i guess i think this is after yeah this is after Okay, um, <laughs> so he didn't have to, but he sort of had to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he's kind of forced into seeing this three-hour-long movie that he didn't want to see. But I was so excited. I, My friends had gone and seen the midnight showing, and they were like kind of raving about it. And so I was like, I just really want to see this movie. It's the cliffhanger ending from... A dead man's chest that's on my mind. I want to know what's up with Barbosa. I want to know what happens to the Kraken, how they finally kill it. I want to know all this. And I want to know what happens with Davy Jones. And I so I went there and I had a good time. I thought it was like riveting how like they're changing sides all the time and everybody has their own motivations. And I had a great time in the theater. And then I walk out and I tried to talk about this movie with my with my friends and we had a really hard time talking about it is mainly because it was hard to keep track of what people were doing and when and also like we started talking about pirates in general and like that they're kind of the good guys in this movie and they've kind of always been the good guys of the the franchise but like now we're not just talking about pirates. We're talking about the principles of being a pirate. That's the good thing. That's what we're all fighting for here. <laughs> and how weird that so was. So and we started talking about what it meant to be a pirate and realized that none of this makes any sense. 
And then I watch it again at home, and I just realize I, I was really bored. And I've kind of been the, at that at that stage because, like, it's got some great scenes, and then they stop making sense, and they feel disjointed. So that's where I'm. That's where I was at. That's where I'm still at with this movie. That's it. There you go. Rousing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, so I had not really liked. It. Uh, I I think I saw this at the midnight showing. Nice. Um, I wasn't especially excited about it, but like Pirates of the Caribbean was just you know in the blood because of the first one, and I was like, hey, you know, it would be fun. I'm like 17 now. I can do this. It'd be fun to go to the midnight showing of this three hour long movie. Mm-hmm. Cause that sounds like a great idea. So I got <laughs> hopped up on Red Bulls and whatever else. And um, <laughs> to go see this movie, I, I, I had no expectations at all. None. I, like I said, I hadn't really liked the second one and I came out of this and I loved it. I had such a good time. It made no sense at all. Like it was, I, I, I don't think it, it was, I didn't think at the time there was a very good movie. But I thought it was one of the best cinematic experiences I'd ever had. And I still believe that to this day. I watched it again, you know, earlier this week, which was the first time in like, you know, 15 years or (laughs) since 2007 that I saw it. And I was laughing at it as much as I was laughing with it. Um, And it was great. It was three hours of just being like, this is so fun. This is just fun. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how I feel about it. I, I, I thought it was a ton of fun. What about you, Vito? Uh, yeah, this was, I mean, I, I've already talked about my my love for Dead Men's Chest and all the lead up to this. It's all my friends and I could talk about in the various different clubs that I belonged to when I was in high school. Everyone was just all in on pirates. All the girls at my school were just talking about it all the time. Yeah. And how hot Jack Sparrow was. There was like, there was rabid fighting back and forth between are you team Sparrow or are you team Turner? Um, I remember that pretty well. <laughs> Who was on team Turner? A lot of people. That's stupid. A lot yeah. of people, people, people that wanted stability in their lives. You wanted a, <laughs> you went to a dumb high school. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this, all this fighting back and forth and everyone talked about where it was going to go next. And, and there's all this like theorizing and like fan that was happening. This is like really big in my small town. Yeah. And I remember going to see it. And I was so blown away by it. I, it, it, is, it was the most overwhelming movie I'd ever seen at that point. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? It's just like, what? Yeah. When you're looking at a giant More? screen and you're a kid and all this is happening and it's so big and it's everything you wanted. And the way they just like shock you into the movie by hanging all those people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it to pieces. And I've watched it a bunch. But I don't love it as much as I love Dead Man's Chest. I, I respect a lot of the stuff that it's going for. I respect it's... It's confidence, I guess. Yeah. I don't. It. I don't think it all works. I still think it's a good time. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that the performances are better in this one than they've been in all the other ones, with the exception of Orlando Bloom, who I think is is this is, this is some of his worst acting. It, this is he's and he's awful. had some bad acting. He has in this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's he's actively bad here, right, Jesse? Yeah, like his lines between him and Kira Knightley, it's every time they're on screen, I kind of cringe. Like, I, I bought it in Black Pearl. I bought it in Dead Man's Chest, even although I was rooting for them to break up. And now, now I'm not even sure. Like, why are they together in the first place? I don't get it anymore. They don't even seem like they like each other. Not, not, like, even, all. not, not even like the characters. Like, uh, honestly, I don't know if this is true or not, but Orlando Bloom and Kiera Knightley don't seem like they like each other, period. <laughs> 
Yeah. And like, like you're saying, I bought that, that chemistry before, but there's none of it's gone. It's, it evaporated. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going for. I don't know. Yeah. There's no, there's no chemistry. There's no like, Oh, I understand why, how you could possibly think that the other person is somebody you should be going for right now above all else, because that is your primary motivation in this movie. Like, I don't get it anymore. So even even all that said, and we'll dive into it more. I I do I do still really like this. I like how convoluted it is. I like how messy it is. Yeah. I like how it it kind of doesn't make sense. I like all that because that's what made me watch it so many times. Was because I was still engaged. I wanted to know, just like with Dead Man's Chest, the lying, the double crossing, the triple crossing, the backdoor deals. Why are why are people doing what they're doing? It was fun to try and figure out. And yeah. after having taken like a long break, which I also did for watching it again, I I enjoyed trying to figure it out again. It felt like it felt like a very familiar story to me. It felt like friends almost. So as far as overall quality, you know, I have to agree that that it is too messy to be called good, but it is so enjoyable to be in. And I definitely get what you're saying, Jesse, about being bored. The, the first hour of this, not no, no, sorry, the second hour, the middle hour, uh, is really boring. <laughs> really yeah, boring. Break. That's right. But yeah. The, but most it of the first hour and boring. the last hour is pretty great. Well, yeah, I think there are things in there. Like I was trying to figure out like things that are boring me because there's a lot of almost nonstop action or double crossing throughout. Right. It's not inherently mm-hmm. a boring movie, but I no. think what makes me kind of bored and makes me not care about what comes next is like, there's this, uh, the way they like close off loopholes or plot points is c- really lazy. Yeah. <laughs> like specifically, like I think my number one complaint is the Kraken. Like Davy yeah. Jones just killed it. Like yeah. you're telling me they just spent two and a half hours building this big monster up and it's gone off screen. Just see its body. Yeah. Wait. So how is it supposed to? Davy Jones killed it. Yeah. Yeah. The Beckett tells says. Oh, that's to kill right. His pet. Beckett yeah. had to kill it. That's right. But like, it, then they just see it dead. Well, that, yeah. I mean, the point that's a that's a that's a bigger point, too, though, that they're making with that is that like like corporations are evil and they kill <laughs> Krakens. Well, OK, before before we, before we get too far into that, I think I think we need Disney's to. Disney's telling us no, that corporations no, are evil. I'm shutting it down. They kill Krakens. I'm shutting it down. OK, awesome. <laughs> would I show this to my kids and when? Yes, I would show it to my kids. And like what Mike was saying in our previous episode on Dead Man's Chest it's going to be all like in a row, not necessarily like night after night after night. Cause I don't hate my children. Um, <laughs> but I could definitely see this being eventized. Like, like it was when I was a kid, Yeah. like there, there was a bit where when my siblings are growing up, you can watch Lord of the Rings. Like you get to watch fellowship of the ring and you got to wait a year and you can see two towers. And you got to wait a year. So you can see return of the King, like just the way it was when I was a kid watching it. And so I don't see like a year, but I could see like, you know, a month, you know, over the space of a summer, you know, one every month or something like just make it a big deal. Yeah. Make it a fun time because that's what these are about. But yeah, so I, I'd still say like 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there, like kids sitting down and I'm going to blow my kid's mind. They're going to love this. They're going to love it. Just like I loved it. What What do you think, Jesse? Yeah. Like you, some, you held sometimes... this in suspense, right? You held this that's all in right, suspense, yeah. right? Oh, you when, said, when you I would say show. whether... Was it was it whether you show it to your kids or whether it was a dad movie? That it, you, was, it was a dad was movie, a and then the okay. age. Okay. No, 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 yeah, it was just a. It was just whether or not it's a dad movie. So I would okay. show this to my kids. In fact, my two year old watched part of this with me. <laughs> he would just like come in the room. I, 
he was he sat with me at the beginning scene. I just kept on closing his eyes for all the hangings. <laughs> it's like you're too young. You're too young for this. Uh, but besides that, like he just kept on coming in and out. And then I would see him get a little bored. Then he'd walk away. And then he'd come back later when there was fighting. And then he'd get bored in the middle of the fighting and come go away again. So like I, I mean, there's some gross stuff. There's like some violence. But like in you know, if you're ready to see the first one, then you're ready to see this one. So yeah, when whenever, like I'm never gonna purposely put them down to watch this movie. So I'll never, I'm never gonna say like this is this is the age, but like potentially whenever they've seen the Black Pearl, this could be like you want to go do something for three hours, <laughs> you just turn it on and walk away, <laughs> and they come up to you three hours. They're like, Dad. We just watched the best movie ever. You're like, no, you didn't. You just watched the worst movie ever. <laughs> you know what? No, if they said that, I'd be like, that's great. I'm going to put this on repeat. You keep watching. <laughs> I'm so glad you love this and it occupies you for so long. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, you know, if you can see the Black Pearl, you can see the other two probably. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think I said 11 or 12 before. I've been thinking about that. Maybe a little older than that, but not much. I guess my kind of my hope is that at some point they come back to the big screen. Oh, um, yeah. And that's when we'll go see it. If they're on the big screen, we're going to go see it. Because like that, that's how that's what happened to me with Star Wars with my dad. Oh, yeah. Star Wars was on the big screen at a movie theater. I think it was re-released in THX. Oh, wow. I was like six or something. Oh, my gosh. And maybe seven. So so you got to see it the way it was intended at the right age. It was amazing. (laughs) It was so cool. And like, hopefully, you know, maybe they're a bit older, but like this movie just needs a, a screen, man. It's so huge. And I feel like all of them do, but this yeah. one more than more than the other two. It's more right. of an event than a movie. Yeah, almost. Exactly. It's something yeah. that happens it's to you. It's a journey you're going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, like my hope is my hope is for that. But otherwise, if that doesn't happen in time, you know, probably somewhere between, I don't know, 12 and 14. Yeah. I, I agree with the theater statement. That's when it was by far the most enjoyable for me. So yeah, that would be a fun time. But I also, yeah. if if you're done, I kind of want to move on to a new topic to introduce in this episode about how you are going to pitch this movie to your kids Ooh. when you introduce it to them. So how are you going? How are you going to get them in, on board for At World's End? Okay, I have an anti pitch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> An so, anti-pitch? So kids, picture this, okay? So we, we've just finished Dead Man's Chest. You're all hyped up. You, you, you've been drinking the Code Red. You've been drinking the, the Red Bulls. You've been eating the Sour Patch Kids, okay? You're all hyped up. There's a third one, kids. It's three hours long, okay? So let me tell you. There is no more Kraken. He's it's, dead. It's He's completely gone. gone. <laughs> uh, you never see him again. Thank you for getting okay. that out of the way. Yeah. It's just, it's done, okay? We're done with that. There's a lot of lying between a lot of people who all end up dead. Okay, so there's that. Will and Elizabeth don't seem to like each other, but they definitely get married at the very, very, very end. Okay, um, let's see. How else, how else can I say this? Um, East India Trading Company's plan is very important and complicated. Okay, you're going to hear a lot of that. In the end, it's just very confusing. So... Y'all hype now? You want to do this now? That's my anti-pitch. This is nothing like at at face value. If I were to pull up the Wikipedia page and just read the plot summary, it does not sound exciting at all. (laughs) It sounds incredibly boring. But Mike, 
taking that anti-pitch, can you turn that into a pitch? Can you spin it? You know how <laughs> Dead Man's Chest was big. This is bigger. You know how it was long? <laughs> this is longer. <laughs> It's actually working a little bit. <laughs> There's so many crabs! There's so many crabs! The whole movie's full of crabs. <laughs> Remember that weird lady? She gets really big. <laughs> into crabs. I don't know. I, uh, are you into it? I want to see that. I like that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> alternatively this is a metaphor for um for uh the need to get rid of toxic friends oh yeah a healthy message <laughs> a healthy timely message. yeah oh yeah oh that's great well, jesse how are you yeah. gonna pitch this to your kids <laughs> something like hey kids do you want to see a movie where their creativity grew so big that it burst into a thousand pieces into the ocean caused a whirlpool that sucked a whole franchise down into it because this is a movie for you. That's that best, good. best oh. ironic pitch. That Very good. good. Thank you. That good. <laughs> That's my. I don't, I don't feel like yeah. I'm going to pitch movies to my kids. I'm just going to tell them what we're doing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the that's the kind of dad energy I stomp around my house with. The way that Jesse made this sound, though, it made it sound like we're facing like however many kids we're going to have when when they get to the point where we're going to watch pirates yeah. that they're all like boss babies <laughs> and like we're tired, hungry writers <laughs> with like a bunch of like felt cutouts that we're trying to like illustrate on a board. What's happening. They're all sitting guys... around like a very big table. Exactly. Do you guys not do this now? Because I totally do this with my daughter already. They are very picky about the movies they want to watch. So I have to come up with a pitch for them. I have to be like, no, 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 there's, there's a princess and then there's a giant castle where everybody's been turned into clocks and candles and the princess goes into the castle and now nobody else is human. And then there's a prince and he's beautiful on the inside, but you can't see it yet. It's a That's pretty a good pitch. Great pitch. You should, I should take some notes from you. I, 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 I do. I do have to pitch movies to my kids. Yeah. I, I'm more with, I'm more with Mike. Like my daughter always complains when I turn on the great British baking show. Um, she, Why? What's she, wrong she, with her? Because she's seen it so much. Oh. <laughs> she, when I go turn it, when I go to turn the TV on, she's like, "Oh, Daddy, we watching TV?" I said, "Yeah, yep." And she sits down. She's like, "I want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch a baking show, though." Oh my and I turn on the baking show, and she's like, "Daddy, I don't want to watch a baking show." I said, "Well, then you can leave. I'm watching the baking show." And and then she never leaves, though. She just like lurks in the corner, sometimes like whining. Um, my my daughter loves TV and doesn't need to be convinced to watch anything. Yeah, she just wants to. If it's is the TV on, awesome. Let's watch something. Yeah. See, I get active tears if it's not Frozen, so I will do Ooh. anything to yeah. make sure Frozen is not on the screen. I, I love that. Good, you're a good dad, Jesse. We're uh, <laughs> we're currently um, on season three of the Octonauts. <laughs> we love that. I get pitched on sitting down to watch that show with my kids. And nice. It's it's something. <laughs> at some it's point very educational they're learning a lot about the sea oh oh that's that's the one okay yeah. yeah my my uh my siblings really liked that one yeah. when when they were younger too they were all about like telling me about submersibles and yeah. family and whatever shit gets cooked <laughs> up in that nonsense okay so did did we did we pitch well jesse are we are we all good pitchers? Oh, that that's a great pitch those are all great would pitches. you watch any of those movies jesse any any of 
the movie. Like like each of those pitch say it was a different movie, but it all ends. It's like a choose your own adventure, but it ends in the same spot. You know, I, I which Mike, pitch would you choose? I, Mike, I, I'm on board. I'm on board with yours because frankly, Ooh, that nice pun. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna walk the plank for that one uh, no that's not even a pun i'm sorry you both you both go terrible. to comedy jail <laughs> the breaks yeah i'm gonna throw you in the, in the in fucking the comedy break, break. The comedy yeah. break. Uh, you, you'd go with mine though oh man no yours yeah, was really good no that's that's why i went and saw it in theaters in the first place it's like oh this is pirates 2 but bigger and longer and there are crabs. I knew about the crabs. I knew they were going to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some Sometimes more is better. Sometimes more is more. You just want it more. Sometimes more is more. He's a pirate. He's a pirate. <laughs> He's a pirate. It's <laughs> <laughs> awful. Forgot how much I hated that. So going forward then, we've pitched. We've, we've talked about our kids. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. Because we've really avoided talking about the actual movie. What movie? Yeah, so this is Pirates, uh, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean at the end of the world, at the end of it, in the end. I thought they were at the end in the beginning, mm-mm, and mm-mm. we got to the beginning at the end. That's a Smashing Pumpkin song. The beginning is the end is the beginning. Oh, Boom. So, Don't worry, it'll mock it. So the plot of this movie, loosely summarized, okay? Just in case. <laughs> just in case oh, that someone needs amazing. it. Okay. Oh, no. I'm, so I'm, I'm on. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow's in the locker. They're trying to get Jack Sparrow out of the locker because the song has been sung, gathering the pirate lords together. Who sang the song? The song was sung by people being hung for being involved with piracy. Anyone who had ever Anyone. talked to a pirate. It just touched it just a pirate. Looked at a pirate. Seen one. So basically the entire- It's poor world. people. It's poor people because Disney likes to equate poor people with pirates. So Beckett does this to provoke the pirates into calling their council. They need Jack Sparrow now because he is one of the pirate lords for some reason. And they need to go to David Jones' locker. And to do that, they need Sao Fang's ancestral map to get there. Now, I, I bring up this loose summary because this is this is the part of the movie that I think makes the least amount of sense. This this scene when they go to Singapore to meet with Chow Yun Fat's character Sao Fang. Okay? Right. So Barbosa and Elizabeth walk in to Sao Fang's place. Okay. They are there. They are taking all their weapons out. Meanwhile, though, Gibbs and the other pirates are underwater, cutting through the sewers to get underneath the bathhouse. And unbeknownst to us until he is pulled out of a hot tub, Will Turner has been dispatched to steal the ancestral map from the tomb of Sao Fang's ancestor. They've had now, him underwater in a hot tub for like for a, a seven-minute scene. Yeah. 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 Uh, no wonder he gasps so much. But the thing that doesn't make any sense here. They go to Sao Fang, ask him for the map. He says, strange you should ask for the map because a thief was caught trying to steal it. Up comes no, Orlando Bloom. They, they ask for a crew and a ship. There it is. Okay. Which, so, also, ooh. how did they get there if they did not have a crew and a ship already? <laughs> so there's this, right? Then he already has the map. Then, then they uncover that there is a third party at play here. It is, in fact, Beckett's men. Who have infiltrated this as well. Not sure how or why or where everyone is or why they're there. Well, it's the East Indian Trading Company. No, I know. So they're everywhere. I understand that they're supposed to be everywhere, but I don't know how they're in this bathhouse. Well, how they got past all the security. Well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Good explanation. Yeah. So then this begins all of our crisscrossing, double stabbing people and everyone setting up deals to get other people out. 
Okay. Now, since they're there for a ship and a crew, let's play this out. What if Cao Fang says, oh, okay, here's the ship and crew and just gives it to him. So then they don't let, are they just expecting that Cao Fang will just come along to the meeting and it'll be fine? Because what what are the pirates underneath the bathhouse supposed to be doing then? So let's say this goes this goes south, but he doesn't know about Will getting the map, and then they throw the weapons up. Are they gonna fight Cao Fang into giving them a ship and a crew? Is that the idea? Well, they do that. Well, they they want to do that, but it doesn't work. They did it it on doesn't accident. actually happen yeah. until we yeah. find out that Will had gone to Cao Fang previously mm-hmm. to make a deal with him. Mm-hmm. And that's how Will was in the bathhouse to begin. They didn't mm-hmm. actually catch him. Mm-hmm. Will had given himself up. Sure, okay. he made the deal. Gotcha. So that's what actually happened. I think that asking questions... Is actually answering them. Yeah. Because it actually does make sense. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. So that part, I'm glad, <laughs> is out of the way. So we know where everyone's going Jesse and why. No, it. I still don't, I don't, know I still don't understand if, it. Is it important? Because I don't know. Yeah. Because the whole movie is this. I, yeah. So it is kind of important if it if it can be understood, it should be understood. I, I suppose that's you know important. what you know what I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say that even if you make this make crystal clear sense, the rest of the movie still doesn't make sense. What about the rest of the movie doesn't make sense? That that's what I'm wondering. Wait, so all, just all you clear, really need this is as far as we got with the summary. Oh yeah, no, I was <laughs> like just, I was just trying in. to do that part. Yeah, well, <laughs> that no. took five minutes. Well, the rest of it's actually pretty easily <laughs> okay, okay done. I think. I think if you really want to summarize it, it's just about making Calypso come back and joining the pirate lords together, and they need Jack Sparrow back to do that. And it's just them trying to do that, plus everybody's inner interspersed like motivations, right? Is that a is that a fair, very brute summary? Yeah, that actually makes me kind of depressed because that's that's a that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, but that's all it is. <laughs> Only it turns out that Calypso is absolutely not needed. And the pirate lords are also absolutely not needed and do nothing. Well, the pirate lords are not needed, except that they are the ones that have to release Calypso. And Calypso is needed because she causes the maelstrom, which and they totally the maelstrom. needed. It, they didn't really need, they just really needed to fight uh, the Flying Dutchman like, with, and the Black Pearl like together. That's it. That's all that needed and, to happen for Will's but the, arc. The, the, flying, the Flying Dutchman would have taken apart. My point in this is that the maelstrom worked because it locks them together so they can't just shoot at each other. Right, yeah. it levels the playing do. field. They shoot at each other a little bit, a but lot. they lock together pretty quickly. And then there's that back and forth fighting. Like that's that's the point of all of it. And Calypso is just very much out for her own ends because she hates Davy Jones now. Well, I thought, but I've never even understood why the Flying Dutchman is like a threat. Then because like they were aiming can- cannons at each other. The Flying Dutchman is not able to take apart the Pearl, which means the fly the Flying Dutchman can be taken down. The Flying Dutchman is faster than any other ship. Except the, the Black and Pearl. Has, Except the and, Black Pearl. And that's it, it, very it important had for Will. A really, With really the hard wind time. behind them. Yes. But well, when Will's entire them, motivation at first is to get the Black Pearl back just so he can catch up to the Flying Dutchman. So, so he can yeah. trade it for his dad. No, so he can catch up to the to the Dutchman. I think his idea was that he was going to kill Davy Jones yeah. and free his dad. Right. Okay. So it does make <laughs> sense. <laughs> well, it does make sense. Um, like, I, I guess it does make logic. sense, but you don't need it. All you need is a confrontation between the Flying Dutchman and the Pearl. And the Maelstrom Except, makes that happen. Well, I yeah. mean, 
Yeah, okay, yeah. But that's also the, need... the conclusion of Davy Jones's character. Whatever whatever arc he has, right? Yeah. Like the woman that he that he scorned and spurned because she scorned and spurned him because she's literally the sea, right? She's yeah. tempestuous as the like sea. It is in my nature. Yeah, he he goes back to her through death. Right? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Because he falls into the maelstrom and then the maelstrom is over. Like I guess so. I guess so. Like, I, like I, didn't, that, yeah, I didn't. I guess yeah. she's the maelstrom. Is that the idea? I thought that's what they were saying. Falling in, creating the ocean. She's the wind. She's the crabs. Yeah, she's got the crabs. lobsters. She's got the lobsters. Oh, the lobsters. Okay, okay. So that that so there's Davy Jones's arc. He's sad. He's mournful because he's a fish man who whose woman left him, and he's not fulfilling his his role as the shepherder of dead souls, as we find out. Because he's not shepherding them and thus became a fish man. Yeah, this movie ex- gave us so much more. Like, so many things were just sort of thrown off. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, you knew this. Right. Like, it's about halfway through the movie, I think, that you realize that the person who kills Davy Jones has to take his place. They just sort of just say they it. They just sort of yeah. throw it out yeah. there. Like, you knew this all along. You're like, yeah, I did. It's because I did it's, know it's this they use that, that phrase, the Dutchman must have a captain. Yeah. And that, like, they threw it in in Dead Man's chest. They're just like, Dutchman's must have a captain, all right? It's, it, yeah. it's, it has to have a captain, okay? Captain. And you're like, yeah. well, I guess there's, like, a pressing need that there be a living body here. I, I love I love it when movies do that, though. When they're just like, here, this is the thing that explains it. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Well, the Dutchman must have a captain. Yeah. He is a pirate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> done. <laughs> okay. So there's that. So then moving up the, moving up the ladder then. Jonathan Price as Mr. Swan, Governor Swan. I think I think this movie did him dirty. I think that they needed to have a budget cut somewhere, and that's where they cut the budget. Jonathan Price is in Jonathan. three scenes, and in one of them, he's sitting alone in a little rowboat. <laughs> it gives uh well, actually, I think he makes sense because he's simply a character motivator for Elizabeth Swan because Elizabeth Swan wants to go free Jack Sparrow at first, right? Because she did him wrong. And she it's and she feels super guilty about it. Then after that, why does she do what she does? Because her dad died. So I think he make yeah. I, I think it makes. I'm not saying, sense. I'm not saying it didn't make sense. Yeah. I'm saying they did him dirty by by having this happen so poorly to this guy that like just really cared about Elizabeth for all these movies and then dies off screen. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think that they did they did him well though because they've made him pretty much a buffoon for the last two movies and and his. Um, but his conversation with Elizabeth was pretty, pretty good. But they chose the opposite route with Norrington. Right. Who they made a buffoon for two movies. And then in this one, they're like, oh, by the way, you're redeemed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. That that just, that just yeah. I, I didn't like that as much. I just. Well, I mean, he had more of a character. He was more than just like plot. Right. Um, I don't. I thought he was pretty much just plot. Yeah. I mean, for the first, like the second one, he's. But he was he's a like, lo- He was a love interest. That's true. Right. Like that's, that's the difference. Like your dad wasn't a love interest, and so, and he was someone who, in the second one, we see him being like a character, and like, oh, he's developed, he's changed, and like it's a conclusion to that arc. It is an actual arc. Yeah. That you're like, oh, there was a human there. Yeah. And I, and I do I do like that that he has completion. I just I just wish that there had been more for my guy Jonathan Price, who yeah. I just I love a lot, and yeah. I, I I liked Governor Swan. He's the one that remember in Curse of the Black Pearl when he when he puts the sk- the the hand in the desk and then like, the whole yeah. fight he's just sitting on the desk. <laughs> and then when the crew like comes back to being human, he opens it to see oh. what is like a disembodied hand. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so then moving up then. 
Uh, let's see. Who do we got? We got who's more who's more important here? Let's say Cutler Beckett. Ooh, Cutler Beckett. So pretty. Jesse, did you like Cutler Be- Beckett? Like the bad guy? Like, yeah. No. You didn't like, like him? No, I, I don't. Mainly because like, I don't know what he's doing. Or or why? Like clearly he wants like some some empire, but the way he's gonna do that is by killing anybody associated with pirates, which in this movie turns out to just be poor people. His plan is to kill all poor people. And why? Like, does that make his trade better? And like he could already eliminate all pirates. I just don't see like the the issue at hand. Like, I don't see how that's good business. He seems like a really bad businessman to me. Like I'm not seeing him make the crazy, <laughs> he's, the he's, crazy deals he's literally, for lots of money. He's literally eliminating all competition. It, yeah, it does seem kind of weird that he would have Davy Jones kill the Kraken before he's killed all the pirates, and also that. Yeah, very bad. Like move. that. He, that seems yeah. like a, I, I, a bad. I think decision. he just doesn't care. Like yeah. he, it, like you saw the armada that he has, and like the East India Trading Company is full of privateers, mm-hmm. like who are just pirates that decided oh, yeah. to take the letters of Mark and go after the opposing side. And these pirates, these pirate lords and their empires are the ones that will not defect, right? They will but not But even there, he's getting them to change change sides because Sao Feng mm-hmm. does go over to him he before does. he, he ungoes or over. Or he just yeah. kills them and then they're not able to work for him, which seemed like would be a better business option. Well, then he tries to turn Jack and he thinks he does successfully turn Jack and we just know that he didn't. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a pretty solid strategy, and he really had it in the bag if he hadn't have been so shocked that the Flying Dutchman is no longer crewed by Davy Jones, which he didn't see, and turns against Dude, him. All he has to do it, is it not try seem... to kill everybody, and then nobody would even care. They'd be like, oh, yeah, great. You're another trading lord around here. Whatever. We'll steal from you. Yeah. That's what he's trying to prevent. I, I actually cool. Then you have here. the Flying Dutchman just like here. transport the most important cargo loads. I think you'd be okay. I don't it, think it takes an act of God to make him lose. It does literally like he he's won. He's won everything. He's he's gotten b- built a big enough armada of privateers like the letters of Mark are like, hey, you're, you're going to work for me now. You can yeah. do everything you want to exactly. do. Exactly. He has won. Now he just needs to hold it. That's all. No, he needs well, to. he's got no. this small contingent of very powerful pirates who are who are charismatic and could lead, you know, the the guys who have signed on to him. He, they, they, they're all standing against him. So he has to defeat them one way or another. And he would prefer not to kill them. He tries not to kill them. He tries to buy every single person. Yeah. yeah. You could just sick the Flying Dutchman on them. Well, he didn't want to, though. He didn't want to make them do it. But he wanted to, to, to trick them into doing it. He wanted to finesse them into doing it. Well, then why would he already kill almost everybody in the first place? Like, he goes through this weird phase of either killing everybody or trying to get people on my side. And never seems to make the right choice, in my opinion. Well, like he should well, just kill Jack Sparrow a long time ago. It's the it's the force that he's using, right? He's trying to show them like East India Trading Company, we are not to be fucked with, right? <laughs> and he does that by the mass killings to antagonize them and also show his strength. He kills the Kraken as a show of strength. That's why Davy Jones is so whipped, right? Yeah. Like he has nothing left except for the people that are on his ship and his ship itself. Right, like the stuff he's doing really does work, and it does take the unleashing of the god of the sea to do anything to disrupt this plan. And then in the end, he still is only undone by the one thing that is not very well written about his character, which is that he just freezes. We've never seen him freeze before, but there's just something about the Black Pearl and the Dutchman coming at him that causes him to freeze. 
and it's a beautiful scene. Love that oh, yeah. scene. Looks fucking amazing. So cool. It's so cool. It's, it's definitely my favorite scene in this yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's so some cool. of the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It makes seen. no sense. Like they shouldn't do that. They're on the opposite sides firing at each other, basically. Yeah. And like, and, and, and why doesn't he just say thing. fire? And why, why didn't someone? Why say doesn't fire? he just like wave his arm and so the whole armada comes after him? That's where it doesn't make sense. But everything else that Cutler Beckett has done it to this point, yeah, I can see a through line. I can see logic there. No, he's got it in the bag. He should have just left all the pirates alone. He would have succeeded as a businessman. I thought. I thought your big but, but issue see, it's was not that he about wasn't a good businessman. As a businessman. It's about <laughs> he's not. He would have been. He, like, he, he wants to yeah. rule over all of the people that, is that true. he he can. He, he's like he wants to be a king. He wants to be the pirate king. Uh, he, if only he had saved the crack and just said, destroy go. freedom. Yeah. He sees freedom. He wants to destroy it so that he can make more money. True. And destroy it. I think like corporations yeah. do. You we, know? we might we might have to let it sit if if yeah. if you're you're as intransigent as you seem to be. I just, yeah. I, it, it doesn't make sense, but it he, makes it's sense. It's not good business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving moving from Beckett then. Let's see um, who should we do next that is like has a little neat little arc. Oh, how about his little like uh, it's not an arc, but his little like his his killer, his Mercer? assassin, Mercer. Mercer's he, great. He got a nice death. Yeah, Mercer. He got a really nice death. The most he got popped. One of the most confounding deaths. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> wait, what are we doing? Wait, what are we doing? That's oh straight, my, what are we doing? Straight out of like anime, man. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> It's it's really another death though where I'm like, how come we didn't just do this earlier? Like, what just happened? Oh. Like, you could have just had your entire crew just kill him and everybody else because apparently that still won't cause people to shoot your heart. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, I agree. The, I I, yeah. I definitely agree. This is this is not a movie that is without plot holes, Jesse. I know. But also, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there are as many of them as you're saying there is. That that's that's the only reason I'm pushing back at all. Well, then then push back. We did. And you just disagree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I could say, like, okay, why, like, why did the Black Pearl and the Flying Dutchman have to be locked in this maelstrom? Like, they don't need the maelstrom to happen. Like, they could have figured out. A, sure, like, but why does uh, I don't know the Brothers K ever have to be written? Like, why does anything have? Why does anything have to happen? The, the, like, the appeal <laughs> to the eventual nature of change is, your, is the basis of your argument. <laughs> well, why I mean, does like, anything have to happen? Because why does like, anything ever happen? Like, but why does any story have to be told? Like, why does, like, uh, I don't know, um, why do the Muppets have to go to L.A. to make the Muppet movie? You know, why do they have to go to Hollywood? That's true. I just don't find the Maelstrom thing a compelling story, especially when you just have two sides of a war not okay, but firing at each other. That, that's that, really that could be a fair point, but that's a different point, right? Like, that's like, I, I don't think that this... This is well, that's like, why I, I find the story I unfulfilling. I find the whole, like, God Calypso coming to be kind of... It, she just falls really flat. She doesn't really seem to do she much. Does. She totally does. I literally say in the movie, that's a little anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. She literally falls flat. Like she goes really big and then she <laughs> <waits. Yeah. laughs> lady. And then and then there's all the pirates and they're ready to go to war. There's two sides. They don't fire a single shot. It's just two ships. And it's like, well, we could have just eliminated all of that. And we could have like you could finagle another plot that is slightly more fulfilling where everything leads to just the Pearl and the Dutchman together, because that's what that, that's what this movie is really about. That's why that's a climax. Yeah. It's just that with its basis in history, that's not what happened. Right. 
So unless you're going to go for a full history rewrite where the East India Trading Company does not actually seize control of the Caribbean, that can't happen. You know what I mean? And they've already spent so long talking about like, this is actually brings into a, another topic that maybe we can branch off into before we come back to our, our main trio. But I think it's, it's very related is how I think that at World's End as a movie is functionally a Western. It's about oh. the the oncoming of order and oh. quote unquote civility through force and might defeating the a native places, peoples, not indigenous peoples, but just the people that have been here, have found their way here and are ruling it themselves. Like the loose structured towns out in the West in that way. And then the East India Trading Company is kind of like when the railroad is coming through and now the marshals are here and it's time for order to be taken. And the, all the bandits come together in a final stand against the big bad onslaught of culture and they lose or they win. Either way though, they still There's kind always of like lost. a main morally ambiguous character who stands against the the order which tends to be bad. Mm-hmm. And and the order that is being seen here, when it's the funny that you made the joke earlier, both of you, either one of you, made the joke about this being like a Disney movie, because Disney eventually is, has monetized all of culture into itself, like a giant <laughs> kraken. And we are the consumer saying, hello, beastie, as we get dragged down to the blocker. <laughs> with a smile, with a big smile. <laughs> exactly. <on our> face. <laughs> we're getting the dopamine rush that we always wanted. And we're surrounded by by yeah. clones of ourselves. Indeed. This is, wow. I guess this, this is, is the just final about thing. Disney's... This movie is really just about Disney's corporate strategy for the next 15 years. We are Cutler Beckett, (laughs) except that we don't lose. (laughs) I guess one final point to make about that then is I do like, I do like the Western story, but there was something about this that I find a little uncompelling. And I guess it's mainly that they brought in all the other pirates. Like I care about Turner, Sparrow, Elizabeth Swan. Swan. Like I've seen many movies with these characters and even some of the bad guys that have become good guys now, like Barbosa. I care about this guy. I care about the Rigetti with the eye and all that stuff, but like all these other guys, I don't like them. The only glimpses I've had of them are at Tortuga and it's not been pleasant. Like I don't, I don't care about their personal grand struggle with this and how they're roped in. I just care about my heroes here. Yeah, because the the first the the point I wanted to make with this, and actually it was going to lead into it's it's going to lead into something you were saying too, Jesse. So we have our first Curse of the Black Pearl, which, as we said in that episode, is kind of like a rollicking old timey adventure, right? Yeah. And then we have Dead Man's Chest, which is just like this this machine of plot and spectacle that doesn't isn't functionally almost any genre whatsoever. It it exists as like a loose bridges between action scenes, leading yeah. to an ending, and then this one out of nowhere. It tells you from the beginning with the color palette and the hanging of all the people. Like before this movie gets going, there's like 25 people dead. Yeah, right? it's wild. It's <laughs> like, a but, crazy but, off the chain beginning, man. It's just like, it's like people are, there's a child. The right there's to a, habeas corpus suspended. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, like what? You're like sort of laughing and then you're like, oh, what? <laughs> like you're, you're disturbed when the kid comes up and then you laugh again because of the, the barrel that he has to stand yeah. on. And then you're sad again because they're going to hang a kid. But then they sing the song. It's a rousing moment. And then the coin falls into the dust at world's oh. end very quietly. Right. And it's, Together. it's trying to do something. It's trying, it's a franchise actively shifting gears yeah. at, at the start of the climax and then pretending that they set all of it up to the very beginning, yeah. which they just clearly did not. Yeah. Yeah. So, like to to your point, Jesse. Like it it doesn't work because they. I don't think they planned for it to work like this. It's like what we were saying. How Dead Man's Chest is the first in a franchise. 
Like there should have been another movie in the middle yeah. between this one and that one. Well, what's bizarre is they filmed both of those movies at the same time and came up with the ideas. So like, I don't know why these ideas aren't flowing like butter. Like it really feels like there was like a creative shift between the two. Mm-hmm. It's like, they look like they look like radically different movies. Yeah. So they just turned it up to 11. That's what they did. They were like, okay, Here's Dead Man's Chest. You know what we need to do? We need to take this and turn it up to 11. Then, then I would want more Krakens. Like That's 10 true. Krakens. That was a significant... <laughs> but, but the Kraken, I feel like I actually kind of appreciated it being gone. I, I actually did. Like I was like, oh, I'm glad they don't have to deal with this. Because whatever's going to happen here isn't going to work. It's going to be... Uh, like This is going to be the biggest plot point in the movie. Or... Plot hole in the movie. Or if, You want to know what I think the biggest plot hole in the movie is? Yeah. No. Jesse, what were you going to say? The fact that they <laughs> sailed a junk from Singapore to the end of the world. Oh, like, that's true. That's impossible, man. Those <laughs> things are like, they're not I'm supposed sorry, to go was, on high seas. The, what was the ship? It's called a junk. It's called a junk. It's called a junk. That's a what junk. it's called. They, they sailed literal trash <laughs> off the edge of the world. <laughs> it was named a junk before a junk meant trash. I, I know, I know. But, yeah, yeah. No, those are, those are like, those are local, those are local yeah. ships. It's, it's just meant to be on the coast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they're not supposed to go away. Like, like I'd get on my junk to come and see Jesse and his far off port, but just like just down the coast. Yeah, 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 exactly. But if but but if the Kraken had been there, the Kraken would have been the biggest biggest plot hole. Yeah. Where's the Kraken? Well, if you had restructured the plot a little bit and just like, see, what what kills me is like Dead Man's Chest ends with this Kraken. And I want to see that thing. I want justice done. That thing killed Jack Sparrow. It's got to have what's coming. And Jack Sparrow needs to do it. So, like, if they had spent, like, half the movie, like, getting Jack back, coming up with a way to kill multiple Krakens, I would have loved that. Because that would have been... What if they had a super weapon that just killed Krakens? So then talking about Jack and how so, the super weapon would definitely be a poison peanut. Yes. For sure. Yes. So, but, but Jesse, what you want is Pacific Rim. Pirates of the Caribbean, Pacific Rim. That's what you want. Yeah. Yes. That's what you really want. Which yes. sounds like a great movie. Jesse just wants Jaegers. That, that's, that's how Dead Man's Chest ended. That's, what I, that's how I would ramp Dead Man's Chest up to 11. That's See, what okay. I want out of that sequel. I, I totally get that. That makes sense to me. How how like this would be such a huge disappointment because of that. For for me, what I loved about it because it, it when I say it dialed it up to eleven, it didn't really. It did. It had smaller monsters, if any. It didn't really have monsters. It had like Calypso got big, and that's it. It yeah. had crabs, but it had like the sea and the weather go wild, and like the people go crazy, and the locations, and that's part of what I loved. I just love a good. I love a good road trip movie. <laughs> this is a road trip movie. That's it. That's why it did it for me. It's got all these places you go mm-hmm. and like wild fan, fantastic things. Like you got to sw- yeah. flip the boat open over to like get oh, back to the. Oh, yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, that's but it's actually, so fun. That's it's my like favorite sequence. My favorite yeah. sequence is when they're just traveling. They picked up Jack. They're all in the boat, the black pearl together. And it's just like Barbosa and Jack, like struggling for control. And then the flipping the ship over, and then all pointing guns at each other. That's a whole <laughs> lot of fun. I love that. That was so awesome. That's the pirating yeah. that I love and yeah. love to see on screen. It's my, it's my favorite okay. exchange is between Jack and Barbosa. <laughs> what are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> no, what are, are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I love that. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's sometimes like us on the podcast. Like, yeah. what are you doing? No, what are you doing? No, no what, are, what you? are you doing? We're all just pointing guns at each other. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> <We're flipping. laughs> there's, some, there's like people around, yes. like our wives show up. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to do that all the time now. Okay. But talking about, since we're, since let's, let's just go to Jack now. Yeah. Okay. Let's get, let's get there. So let's talk about Jack. So Jack's, Jack's been sent to Davy Jones locker by being eaten by the Kraken. We don't know how this works and we're going to just move past it real quick, but he's down there. Okay. The Kraken with all of his teeth swallows him whole. That's how it worked. Don't so. we're <laughs> shooting past it. Yeah. Just like, just like, just like he did down the gullet of the Kraken and out the anus of the Kraken <laughs> into, into Davy Jones's locker where oh. he is at and he is sniffing things. <laughs> He, there's a there's a peanut here. Okay, this is my favorite scene. It probably shouldn't surprise you guys. This is my favorite scene of this movie. I love this scene so much. It is so wild and nonsensical and absurd and terrifying. I hated it in the in the theaters. I was like, this is ridiculous. But watching it watching it like a few nights ago, I was like, this is great. It's, it's I love so like I was so wrong. This is so much fun. Oh, oh, it's so just, funny. I, I love. I just love it with the goat. Sitting at the bench oh with gosh. the goat. <laughs> towards the goat. The goat. Yeah. The Jesse's just shaking. Jesse is stabbing his eyes with more forks. Jesse actually <laughs> has taken off his headphones. He is jumping out of his window. <laughs> he has gone insane. Jesse, oh, I'm gone. Up, There's probably. actually lots of me doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I love this. I love this because it is. Uh, I love it for two reasons. Number one, because the confidence that you have that your three hour pirate movie epic can sustain a six minute sequence where it's just 30 Johnny Depp's and he is insane in the belly of the underworld. That's, that's cool. And number two, because Gore Verbinski, we're going to cover him again in the future. He is obsessed with blank, empty spaces, be they sea or desert. He is obsessed with this. He's obsessed with the absurdity of the world sort of taking over the mind of the central character and him kind of crumbling underneath the weight of it. I don't know why, but it's in so many of his movies. And I, this is the first time that we really saw that complete come to bore. And the the imagery is so odd and existential. Yeah. You feel uncomfortable. You feel sweaty. Like... Uh, and then the rock crabs and, the, and all the crabs they end up like, being helpful. They, they're moving the ship, and he just well, watches it's it as it goes. It is Clipso, yeah, yeah. But you don't know that when you watch it the first time. You're just like, he licked a rock and he threw the rock, and now the rock is a crab. Oh, he licked Clipso. Yes, he did. And there was a bunch of, <laughs> and then there was a bunch of rock crabs, and they're all moving. What What did you think of this scene, Jesse? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not strongly attached to it. I don't think it's bad, but it. I think it's like you're saying they were trying to fit like this wild six minute segment into the three hour movie. And sometimes I wonder if like the writers were just sitting there being like, guys, we need to write Johnny Depp into more of this movie. How are we going to do that? Wait, 30 of them, 30 of him, like for six (laughs) minutes. There we go. That's like the equivalent of 180 minutes of Johnny Depp. Perfect. <laughs> I love I love the one copy of himself that he shoots and it's just lying there and it goes, help. help. <laughs> <laughs> so that they they but he they break him out. He has issues, so serious issues. There are small Johnny Depps appearing to him all the time on his shoulders, yeah, right? Coming out of his ears. Yep. I, I love the scene where he meets them, by the way. It's hilarious. He's like in the cell. What's that? In the cell or when he's looking at the at the map. 
No, no, no. When they meet him on the beach, like they've oh, yeah. gone over okay. the edge of the world, and oh, he's like, yeah. "Did is that when he asked? Did no? Oh no, it's when they get back on the ship. He said, "Did nobody come just because they missed me?" Yep. And it's, it's none of the main characters. It's, it's just like, the monkey. It's, it's the monkey and like <laughs> Rigetti and yeah. and like those people, like the side characters. Like I did. I, I like when they see Rigetti on the beach, though. <laughs> he's like picking who he wants on the crew, and he's like, "Nope, you scare me." <laughs> Goes to the next guy, <laughs> Mister Cotton, and Mister Cotton's parrot. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. And I always have someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And it just like runs away when he sees Elizabeth. So, <laughs> okay. So, so if I'm trying to trace Jack's character, all right, first one, he's a scallywag who has some interactions with Will, like an older brother or a dad, like we were talking about, ha- sort of redeems himself a little bit. He's not as bad of a dude as you think. Exits the movie. Stage left. Number two, he breaks out of this ungodly prison because he's looking for the key the key to the dead man's chest because davy jones is after him because of a promise he made davy jones ultimately collects on it now he's down there he wants out of this place he gets out but now it kind of feels like this character is spinning its wheels a little bit i don't really know where he's supposed to go what he's supposed to look like at the end of it you know what i mean yeah i don't think they do either i think that's almost why they have the going insane part because it's like, what do you do with this guy? I don't know. He needs to do something. Yeah. And the best way is just make him unstable. Like bring bring yeah. his like weird, you know, I'm drunk all the time into no, he has actual psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they end that, they end his arc with him saying goodbye to Elizabeth. Davy Jones is no longer on his tail. Cutler Beckett is no longer after him. And he gets the map and he sails off to the fountain of youth. But he's lost the pearl again. He has lost the pearl again. He loses the pearl again. Seems faded that he end up exactly where he was when he yeah. showed up in the first pirates movie. Has he changed? That's the question. I mean, like that's, that's, that's the, that's the loop, right? You know, you, you start somewhere and you end up back there having changed, right? I feel like this Full is more like Lewin Davis than it is mm. like Will Turner. Mm. You know, he's mm. just kind yeah. of the same. It's just the world that's changed. It's the world that's gotten smaller. But I feel like the world no, just got bigger. The world oh, has not gotten smaller. There's right. just there's less, less in it. it. I feel like there's more in it now. I think it's stuff that we no. I mean, no, the fountain of youth has always been there. That's true. The thing is, all this stuff has already been there, which you know, if you go back to the Black Pearl, it makes you think, why was anybody blown away by the fact that there were like undead pirates around? That's like the least remarkable thing in this world. <laughs> Everyone, if you're a pirate, apparently you're just undead. Like yeah, it just comes it, with the territory. It's like to be an undead pirate. There's more than one way of living forever. Exactly. There's a whole lot of them, and people come back from the dead all the time. Yeah, and there are mysterious artifacts all. Oh, and there are gods. Let's not forget the fact that this movie has implied there's lots of gods around. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just, just eldritch horrors, just Cthulhu's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and now Calypso's out. And now Calypso is out. But she kind of likes Johnny Depp, so... I guess so. Just don't tell me you didn't enjoy it at the time. <laughs> weird implications there. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. Has he changed at all? Like, is he exactly no. the same person? Or yes. has he changed? No. I-, I want him to have changed. I think he changed in the middle because it was, it was good for drama. Well, okay. And then he doesn't in the end. Okay, but here's the question, though. At the beginning of the story, would he have gone ahead and killed it? So, so the the big crisis of the movie, yeah. right, is Davy Jones stabs Will Turner in the heart, and Will Turner is bleeding out. Jack Sparrow has Davy Jones's heart in his hand, and he's about to stab it with his mm-hmm. broken sword. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's kind of amazing. They have Johnny Depp just like stand there for a long time in the movie. It is a long time. With his mouth open, like, what do I do? And he makes the decision not to kill because he he wants to become Davy Jones. He wants to live forever. No, he he's conflicted. He did, he he but likes he, the sound of being immortal. He likes the sound of not dying. But, but he doesn't free. want to do the ferrying souls. Not free, and also only once in port every ten years. I like rum. Rum is good. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, if he but just at, puts, this, at this point he has made the decision, though, right? So, what were you going to say, Jesse? Well, I was going to say the loophole is you just put a bucket underneath you, and then you can just like I'm sure you can make bucket boots. But then, then, then you'd be all <laughs> then you'd be all squiddy, <laughs> you know. You'd be a squid guy, because you yeah. have to be on the other side, yeah. the whole time. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because Davy Jones was doing the wrong thing. So my my only point in bringing that up was yeah. that is that he is very torn. He's still torn. He's still torn. But I think I think he's he has made the decision for he was torn up until then. He's made the decision like this whole battle. He's been going after the heart. He has been yeah. trying to to take Davy Jones's job basically and he's about to do it and then davy jones stabs will with will's own sword by the way the yep. one that he made with yep. the great tang they, they they worked really hard to make sure that sword found its way to the end of the movie <sighs> it's amazing i don't know if there's a deeper meaning there nope. but <laughs> nope um but so he makes the decision in the end to save will's life would he have done that in the beginning of the movie or in the beginning of the whole series like if he had never known will if like none of this he did make happened. the choice not to shoot will in their very first fight it's true. That's true. But the shot wasn't meant for him. Yeah, I, I think I think he would have done it. Like that's what always gets Jack in trouble is this tendency to like be kind of selfless sometimes, right? That's he keeps why saying, he keeps saying take what you want, give nothing back, but he sure no. gives a lot back. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't take very much, to be quite honest. He's always poor, right? I, yeah, he's not a rich dude. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he would have done it. He he's somebody that. At this point, I think what this whole franchise is doing is they are setting up way more movies and they're all going to star Jack Sparrow. I think that's the idea. And in order to do that, you need to make him like a sitcom character. All these other characters, they have their arcs. They're done. He keeps going. He's not changed. Kind of like Indiana Jones. It's a little cynical. It's true. (laughs) It's like Han Solo. But I'm going to buy into the dream factory for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Or or it's kind of just like every character that that you want to go on for a long time, you know? Yeah. Like, like is Harry Potter fundamentally different from the first Harry Potter to the last Harry Potter? Actually, no. And that's like a big problem with him is that he's like an emotionally stunted person for forever. He's always the same because you need you need a main character who's kind of always the same. Uh... I, 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 he goes through changes. I, I'm, I'm a little shocked. I don't think he goes I, I can't changes. even. We're not. We're not talking Harry Potter here. Okay. Well, we'll, um. we'll litigate it then. My only point was to agree with Jesse until you nitpickers came out. Okay. <laughs> so Jack, Jack being done. Yeah. Either he didn't change or he changed somewhat, but, but either way. But it seems like he's he stayed very much in character, in the same character the whole time. Yeah, he, the only he's contradictory sometimes in the middle bits, but yeah. at the at the beginning and the end bits, he's pretty much the same. Yeah. Which is, okay. I think, just down to the lazy writing. Not lazy. You just have to get it. You have to make it get somewhere. You have to sacrifice yeah. character for that sometimes. Yeah. Okay. What about Will? Ugh. Do we want to do just Will or Will and Elizabeth? Elizabeth is doing Elizabeth, something different. They're, She's got so much. Yeah. They are okay, way different. Yeah, yeah. So. Good point. 
Will is just like obsessed with getting his dad back because he made a promise that one time after spending like a couple days with him. And <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. And, and that's like, it's like ultimate wish fulfillment for him. His dad's like, his dad, who does not get along with Elizabeth at all, by the way. No. <laughs> he, he's like, son, we will road trip forever if you leave your wife. <laughs> he's like, okay, dad. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Which, <laughs> which is a conversation that even happened off screen last time that you just never see. He oh, just yeah. says, save yeah. me, right? Yeah. So like, uh, so like, Will, Will, at least he makes sense. He's like, he has this one motivation the entire movie. And then like Elizabeth is like a side thing for him. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. And his character radically changes once the, in the second movie, once there is the idea that bootstrap bill is not stuck to a cannon on the bottom of the ocean anymore, that in fact, bootstrap bill is real. And apparently all Orlando Bloom really wants in life is to have a daddy. Sorry, Will Turner, not Orlando Bloom. I'm sure Orlando Bloom had a fantastic home life, but Will Turner (laughs) just wants a daddy and now he gets a daddy, and now now it's over for him. He's well, got a father, and every 10 years, he gets to go see his wife. Does it need to be pointed out that he did have a daddy? Daddy Sparrow. <laughs> so, I, I, I hate the way this conversation is going. <laughs> Guys, I, okay, okay, like... um. To, to be like way more down to earth and like like honest than than this podcast this episode of this podcast deserves but like if I was given the opportunity if like I found out my dad my dad wasn't dead and like he was just like had to man an un an undead ship unless like I saved his life I would do anything I could to get him free from that because yeah like dude I uh I would love to have my dad back so like I, I get it like it it's it's playing on something real. I probably wouldn't do all the things that Will does because the world isn't like that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't have any problem with that motivation. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like you guys do. You, you don't I, think I, that I guess, that makes well, any sense. Let me clarify and just say, I don't, I don't mind the motivation. Like I said, that makes sense. Will's okay. whole character makes sense. But, like, I guess as a viewer, like, I never felt like they had a super strong bond in the second one. So, like, to see that super strong motivation suddenly come out in the third one, like, as, like, an objective motivation, it makes sense. But in terms of continuity with what I've seen prior, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. This this Will looks radically different from the Will in the last movie. Yes, absolutely. With Orlando Bloom, he has more to do here. Yeah. Like the writing for him is stronger, but Maybe his, that's it. he's like, he's still like weird wooden Orlando Bloom with his strange accent. Right. That's true. His character is defined when it's yes. never been defined before. He's never had motivation. Like he's had sort of vague, like he's like, I like Elizabeth, but that's not good enough. Smack. Yeah. But like <laughs> Elizabeth is, there's no chemistry between, there's no chemistry between him and anybody else in the movie. Nobody else. In any of these movies. Um, so the idea that he'd be doing anything for any of them doesn't really ring true. Maybe just because he's being, he's acting with, with, uh, with decision, like decisively for a specific goal makes him more of a character that, that I can believe. And also it's got this added thing where I have this like emotional understanding of, of sort of why he's making the decisions that he's making. Hmm. 
Maybe that's what, well what I like more about him. I think yeah. well put. Will put even. Will put, yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this this brings us then. So anyway, so just to say his arc concludes, he gets to go be with his father, and then he gets to also be married to Elizabeth, and he gets to shepherd dead souls. Yeah. Seems like it all turned out pretty well for and him. And he gets to be a pirate. He, but he gets a to pirate. be a good pirate. Well, he's a, pirate. He's a is good he, pirate. Is he a pirate now? That was actually a huge question. Is he so, a pirate? He's not really free. Jesse, Jesse, in the end of Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, um, <laughs> Elizabeth Swan says uh, he is a pirate. So I, I think we have to take her at her word, Jesse. He is a pirate. But he's, he's a pirate. He's the new <laughs> captain of the Flying Dutchman. Which is a pirate ship. It is a pirate ship. It's manned by pirates. Full of pirates. Well. Dead pirates. Dead. Well, undead pirates. Undead pirates. Previously dead. No, none of them dead were Dead or dying died. pirates. They were mostly dead. They were mostly dying. They were mostly dead. They would be dead. It was like 90% dead. They were 97% <laughs> dead and they chose. I was trying to do a Princess Bride thing there and no, none of you followed me. Oh. <laughs> he was mostly dead. Mostly dead. Mostly. Okay. I so it works out well for him, but his, his darling wife, Elizabeth, who has, has ended her reign <clears throat> as a pirate queen. No. And King has Swan decided him? to stay. Yeah. King Swan reigns forever. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Okay. That's a question. Did she? You think that she, she's ended her reign? You don't. I didn't in, think in, in the fourth movie, she, it's, it, I think it's pretty clear she totally ended her reign. Oh. You mean fifth well, movie? Well, that's because her contract was up. Fifth movie. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Fifth movie. Oh. Yes. She she is settled. Or, no, even in the post credit scene of this one, where young Henry is playing in the waves, and then there is Elizabeth, not in pirate regalia, but in normal clothing, standing on the beach. When you see the flash of green on her face, and you know that Will is back. Oh, I don't think she's pirating anymore. Uh it has been ten years. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she's just been momming. Yeah, so I, I did want to talk about that. So we got Elizabeth, who is the, the daughter of the governor of Port Royal, who climbs her way all the way up in the criminal underworld to the very top. The very top. King of pirates, she is. That's kind of amazing that, that we got all the way here. <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> King of pirates, are you kidding me? That's bullshit. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the nine pieces of eight, okay? <laughs> I'm way more, I'm super into that. Like, I love that. Look at Jesse's eye. Uh, Jesse's, and it's just like all random junk that they had in their pocket. Jesse's fork-filled <laughs> eye like rolled that. out of his head onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's stabbing his brain. He's taking it out. <laughs> I, I have nothing to add. Like, the nine pieces of eight are a thing. <laughs> Their thing, and I, I, I live with it. I like the fact that Rigetti's eye is one of the nine pieces of eight. Uh, but going back to Elizabeth Swan, and she's king of the pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is now a mom, and it, it's, it's like it's funny that her arc is like she's gonna be king of the pirates. That's where it is, and oh, she's just a mom now. This was all just so she could be Will Turner's spouse. That was it. That's yep. her role, guys. So it only took us like nine <laughs> hours to get here, but she's finally wifed up with the kid, and then he's out to work. It's the American dream. This is like the worst ending for her character Slave imaginable. The corp the ship of corporate greed. <laughs> I, I, it's she she climbed so high just to be brought <clears throat> down by her by her loser husband. Oh my gosh. Uh. And also, she's never been like more objectified in any of the other two movies as she is in no. this movie. It's so it's really weird. It's like yeah. everyone almost overnight. Like there's there's like a little bit of suggestion in the first one 
you know, because she's a woman and they're pirates. There's some yeah. suggestive stuff, but this one is like any chance they get. Yeah. They're yeah. like, hey, isn't she hot? The opening, the the opening scene, like where they try to get her to take off all the clothes, is extremely uncomfortable. Well, yeah, they, I, I remember yeah. then it was uncomfortable. Yeah. There were two scene, like there's a scene in the first one and scene in the second one where they ask her to take off her clothes. There's some joke made about that, and it's still kind of uncomfortable. At least in the first one, it at least it's supposed to be taken as gross. And then in the third one, it's, I don't know. It, it feels more unsettling, especially now recognizing how young Kara Knightley is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it makes my skin crawl a little bit. It, it's not, it's not what you want in this. And it, it's weird. It's that, unne- it feels unnecessary. It's weird that when she's already in place to be such a powerful player in this world, that they keep doing that. You know, over and over, even like a supposed, you know, kind of an ally in, in Sao Feng, who she and Chow Yun-Fat, by the way, that's what chemistry looks like. <laughs> or like her and, and Jeffrey Rush in the first one. That's what chemistry looks like, by the way, when two actors are really like cooking together in a scene. Yeah. But it's still kind of gross. It's all just kind of gross. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah. maybe it's like correct as to the period, how these people would treat them. But I don't know. Yeah. And also when Xiao Yun Fat like comes in for the kiss, it's like, whoa, dude, I I did not, I guess I sort of thought it would go there, but I just didn't want it to. And then also at the very end, when she's saying goodbye to Jack and she leans in to kiss him. Yeah. It's like, uh, why, why is this written in here? Read the room writers. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Like she's made her choice. At the end of their coke binge, it's like, like they are, they are just, getting out and they're they're like they've been awake for two weeks writing this <laughs> elliot and rosio <laughs> <laughs> just writing this the number this of times that you <laughs> you have proclaimed loudly that elliot and rosio are doing cocaine I'm writing these movies is a are. lot i'm saying that there's just a whole lot of powder in the writer's room whoever's there <laughs> not anymore it's all gone <laughs> it's all gone uh so i think i'm it's, sorry i i i do not wish to say that no i know that I anyone know. actually did coke i'm not making any but they did dis- <laughs> this, this is just awful. <laughs> Their creativity knows no bounds. <laughs> they came up with a god who just turns really big and turns into crabs. It's amazing. Like there's coke involved. I'm sorry, there's coke. But the uh, the end of Elizabeth Swan's character, I have to say, ignominious. Yeah. Uh, not... Do you feel like this movie like did her did her ill? I, I feel like it's like, well, you had your fun time. Now you're yeah. married. Well, okay, but I mean, like the movie as a whole. So, like the end, her the end of her story is that like she gives up the crown, and it's like, oh well, the whole point of all of this was so that she could come back and marry Will. Mm-hmm. Um, when what it she seems like the very first you've actually learned. Like, I forgot that they got married, which was probably the scene that she and Orlando Bloom have the most chemistry in. Yeah, it's like the only time I believe that they want to get married. Yeah, but like, like that's a fun scene. Yeah, but like until that point you're like these people are gonna break up this is like marriage story level like like almost in almost marriage story level intense like relationship breaking down due to lack of communication yeah it's crazy it's it's kind of amazing it's a good thing they don't need to see each other for 10 years at a time that that's i think how the relationship will work really well (laughs) you know uh, can, also, in, yeah. in, in that scene, in the marriage scene, my wife, so remember Barbosa's up there yeah. delivering all the lines yeah. and shouting, you may now kiss. And they has to like kill a bunch of people. You may now kiss. has to kill a bunch of people. Just kiss. <laughs> my wife turned to me and said, I think you would be Barbosa. <laughs> <laughs> so I took that as a high compliment. That's a great My compliment. wife thinks that I'm Barbosa. That's nice. Jeffrey Rush. Um, yeah. I, ho- I hope him is handsome. <laughs> it's the nose. 
but I think knows especially. Oh, oh thank one you. last thing thank about you. like Elizabeth Swan. If I'm not sure no, if you no, want to I, move on, I was not moving. I was I was okay. just going to agree with Mike that I think. Well, I wasn't going to agree. I was going to say I agreed with what you said that I think the movie did a really good job with her in the middle bits until the end bit. Okay, like I, I think it's pretty cool that her character rose this high. Yeah, yeah, um, just. Had to get rid of her. I guess one thing that I question with the rising though is like I, I get the like I lose track of her motivation somewhere in the middle there. It's just like, all right, she went to revenge for her father. It seems like she's moved beyond that at a certain point. I don't know when, but suddenly she starts being like a cap or a pirate lord. It's like yeah. and I'm not sure why you're doing this at this point. Well, I think she's uh, like she's kind of she conflicted. Was, in she her was made a pirate lord. So you gotta act Sorry. the part. Right? Can you say that again? I'm sorry. I, I talked over you. I'm sorry. Can oh, no, no. Uh, no, because with Sao Fang, she's there. She didn't want to be there, but they delivered her there because they needed the stuff from him. And then it just so happens in their one meeting in his quarters, he dies, gives it to her because he thinks she's Calypso. And now that she is one of the pirates that can influence this, she's always had very strong opinions about what they should do. And now that she's in a position of power, she wants to use that position to further her ends. And then but, it's only because Jack is an agent of chaos that he votes for her that she becomes king, right? But what and now are her what she ends? says goes. I think her end here is to combat Beckett as much as she can because Beckett is really the reason that all of this happened to her. She's the reason she couldn't get married. She's the reason her dad is dead. Is the reason that her life has been turned upside down, right? Because it was originally yeah. going back to normal at the end of Black Pearl because she says he's a pirate and we get from the very beginning of Dead Man's Chest that they're getting married. Yeah. So I think she's just trying to just get rid of the East India Trading Company. Yeah. All right. It seems like she's kind of conflicted in her motivations. Like she does, like the idea of power is attractive to her. And she's definitely like, she likes the idea of freedom that piracy presents. Um, She does talk about that. Yeah. Like you get that a bit in this, but that's like all of pirates too. I I think Um, she makes a speech about it. It's a very boring speech. It's yeah. she, she, she does a really good job delivering terrible lines. Yeah. Yes. That's a bad speech. Yeah. Okay, so is that the rousing speech that I can't remember any of the words to, like on the, something yeah, about freedom. On the ship? But then, then she ends on a down note, which you should never do. If you look at the great dictators of history, you always start at the bottom and go up. You know, you don't like start at the top and then end quiet and just say, freedom. You want to build up to freedom. So you're saying though she's conflicted, but I, I don't know if there's any conflict. I in mean, her. Yes, fair. Keep keep going. No, I just, I, she wants this thing. She wants the freedom back. She wants life to be as it was. She wants Beckett gone. She wants revenge on him. Mostly it's just all about getting East India out of here, right? Yeah, I, I agree. It's not that the end is different or like the, the, the means or whatever, like the way of like, she needs to get rid of these India trading company. It's that her motivations are several. Oh, okay. um, and she's conflicted between which of them is the fight. Like she, she wants to get rid of it for one of these things, marrying Will, not marrying Will and being a pirate, not marrying Will, being a pirate King, not marrying Will and like being the East India trading company herself. Like, I don't know, like what, there's all these different things that she could do that. Okay. Okay. And, I see what you're saying. And it ends up that all that she really wants is to get rid of the impediments to her marrying Will and being a mother. Man, she really, she really likes this guy. Yeah, and I just don't know why. Really he's got a great dude. tang. Yeah. He he knows how to make a tang. <laughs> how to make a tang? He's got he's got hands that they're, they're rough, like a blacksmith's. Don't stop. Or like a pirate's. <laughs> <laughs> he is a pirate. He's a pirate. <laughs> okay, 
Uh, great. That's all of them. All right, guys. Sidebar. So yeah! we brought we brought this up in the first one. How many times does uh, Rigetti lose his eye? We didn't bring it up for the second one. So do you guys remember how many times he loses his eye in the second one? I, I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna blame Brett uh, for not reminding us to do that. Yeah, Brett, Brett should have known. Should have known. <laughs> Come on, Brett. Uh, and I'm gonna say three times. I'm gonna say. Two times. Oh. Well, the handy-dandy website I have as reference doesn't list any. Uh, there's one. There's one time that I remember that I marked out. I was closer. Very nice. You were closer <laughs> and also wrong. <laughs> Still closer. Right. And at World's End, how many times does he lose his eye? Twice. I'm also saying twice. It's twice. Yes! Yay! He's, he's chasing the monkey, and then he... I won. <laughs> his is one of the nine pieces of eight, so it goes into the bowl. Goes into the bowl, and then he, and then he's the first character to ever wear an eye patch mm-hmm. in the Pirates of the Caribbean series, which is one of the earmarks of the pirate. I, I feel I like marks. I saw, yeah, an eye mark. Yeah, I, I saw that note, and I feel like definitely I saw an eye patch earlier. Yeah, but I could be wrong. I just read trivia from like I'm pretty pretty oh. freaking sure I saw an eye patch earlier. I probably. Do you know my favorite piece of trivia about this movie? What? Just sidebar to the sidebar. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, favorite piece of trivia: um, Gore Verbinski said that in Pirates of the Caribbean one, he had made a character-driven movie. Mm-hmm. In Pirates of the Caribbean two, he made a plot-driven movie, mm. and so he thought that maybe in Pirates of the Caribbean three, it would be fun to do something that had never been done before: <laughs> make a movie that was driven by both plot and character. End of sidebar. No, 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 <laughs> whoa, no. Whoa, 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 whoa! On end, on end, on end. All right, on end, on okay, end. Okay, now pause. <laughs> Sidebar. Okay. <laughs> Name a movie that has both characters and plot. Ooh. Mike, what's a movie but with wait, character it's gotta and plot? It's got to be before 2007. Okay. Jesse, before 2007. A movie Dumb with and character dumber. and plot. Character and plot. <laughs> character, there we go. Um, 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 Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. a really, a really long time. Movie. Yeah. Character and plot. Character. I'm just, I just, if you ever ask me anything to do on the spot, everything I've ever known goes completely out of my head. <laughs> like about that subject. So I'll think about like, oh, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> they have a lot of character. And plot. plot. You got like a plot of land. Okay, let's. Nice. I, wait, I, wait. I would say, did, did Gore Verbinski really say this? Is this yes. a he quote? Didn't really say, he didn't really say the last bit about like something that had never been done before yeah he didn't say that he don't disrespect my man uh, he, but he did specifically say first one is character second one is plot third one is both yes yeah uh, he did say that which is why one and three are my favorite yeah because it's a character, character. Guy. i'm a character yeah. guy um I, I i would have to say i think that 12 angry men it's a movie it's got a lot of characters a lot of plot in it there's a lot going on in there yeah but i just i just wanted to just like a little bit of a little bit of antagonist protagonist. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that you had your space. How's that novel going? <laughs> but anyway, uh, end of my sidebar. End of my sidebar. End of my spy- sidebar. Swipe nice. Right. Yeah. That was just like a sidebarception. That was the first time was we ever amazing. did it. We went three sidebars deep. Three sidebars. Uh, wow. It was a deep bar. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. Was it a sandbar?
It was not a sandbar. Okay, so we all mentioned, uh, well, we mentioned favorite scene. Did you mention yeah, a favorite scene, Jesse? Oh, did I did. Have any scene I did mention the favorite scene. In what fact, I think I started out. It's the whole section with like where they save Jack and they're oh, on the boat. That's right. And it's that's just right. bar, bar, yeah. The whole the whole sequence. That part is that's great. right. Okay, that is great. I always I always forget the beginning when we get to the end. Okay, then the I movie think time? I think it's dad movie time. Yeah. I think that now now that we're creeping up on the two hour mark, talking about freaking Pirates Three. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're we're you know this is a big movie. It's a really right? big it's movie. a great movie. I actually feel it's like we're really underserving it a little bit. I do bit. too. I love <laughs> no. I loved this movie. You we guys have gone way farther than this movie deserves. We've gone off the map. <laughs> I really I also really love this movie. I just so I've just been fun. thinking about it for years and I really wanted to like I kind of wanted to be a little antagonistic yeah. to see if you I have... could get you guys to like kind of come out a little bit. And I and I feel I feel really good. I feel happy. You were you have been surprisingly like antagonistic about it. Con- considering like like i know how much you love it and like we actually agree on on our yes. love for this I think, yes i think but which is which is unexpected because usually you like the third in the trilogy and i do not that is true this is true yeah. this is true yeah. but i, I I'm just felt like true with, i felt like with spider-man <laughs> 3 that one was just like i knew <laughs> that i i was going to be pinned full of arrows on the wall yeah. and i just had i just had to be the sacrificial victim and this one since there was a little bit of an ally i felt like i could push back in a little way but thank you guys for pushing back with me. I'm going to say this is a dad movie for me just because of it's. I just want them all to be unified. And I, I like them all. And I, I I want them all here in our dad hall. Uh, Jesse. Wait, 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 wait. No, Jesse, Jesse. should go left. Oh, Jesse. True. Jesse is the one we're all waiting to hear about. So let me get out of the way. Yes, it's a dad movie. All three of these are dad <laughs> movies. I cannot wait for my kids to see it and be like, Dad, you are crazy. Yep. Like this is going to be one of my favorite movies for them to be like, I do not understand you. My father, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. Yeah. So tell us we are on, we are on tenter hooks here. So thinking about it and the way this movie plays out and the way it especially destroys the Kraken and makes most of what happens in the second movie kind of irrelevant. Besides the fact that Jack dies, I would say that neither of these are dad movies. Oh, <gasps> I'm going to say no dad movies for Pirates 2 and 3. Just Black Pearl. That's what I'm going to show my kids. I, Yeah, that's it. I'm, I ha, I want to have a great time with Black Pearl with them. And then when it comes to these two, I don't, I don't think I'm going to show them the rest of the franchise. Just stick with that one. That's all I really oh. need. Oh, it's weird. You're going to be one of those weird people. It's like, oh, no, the rest of them don't exist. No, I, no, I, I will acknowledge that they exist and they can watch it on their own time. I'm just not going to sit down with them and say, this is a movie that you are going to associate with me for forever. No, no, I don't <laughs> want that. I don't want, I don't want to be associated with pirates, pirates three pirates two. I'm actually still more on the fence about like, I, I, I would sit down and watch that with them, but it'd be like, you know, this movie doesn't really matter because of the third one. Hmm. See, I'm exactly the opposite. I, uh, I, I could, I could, I could care less about the second one. I think it, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think it was fun. I felt like it was this movie, but less um, off the chain. You called it a like dad they movie. were trying to make it more believable. And that, that did a disservice to, to the movie. So it's, it's the exact, but so like, because we've got to get to three, we got to watch two. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like them all. Yeah. Um, I love two the most. Yeah, Cause I'm, great. I'm a weird person. That's so crazy. Guys, I just I can we just do like a little collective sigh of relief. That was Ooh. that was a really I don't know if we've ever been that intense before. Have we? I don't think we've ever done that. That was really rough. I'm like sweating. 
That did not feel that way to me at all. But I'm sorry, you're sweating. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's I just I, I cast it out for a little bit of sympathy, and as always, I, met I with felt... the calloused hands of a pirate. <laughs> no, I'm really sorry. Like I don't I don't feel like I like I don't know. I felt like I stated my opinion about pirates, and I felt like we talked about uh, Elizabeth Swan and her 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 wife. But besides that, I, I thought it was smooth. I thought it was good. Yeah. I don't even know why I said besides that. It's just smooth. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it was, I think, I, I thought it was a good conversation. Oh, no, it was. It yeah. was. It was just, yeah, I don't know. We don't, we don't usually get that, that embittered, embattled. That's true. We were arguing a bit. I think I was I was louder than I usually am, too. I, I, like, I that. like that. I like yeah. loud mic. <laughs> it's like the only, like, I, I like, I like big, loud movies vaguely i'm like yeah it's fun but this is a big loud movie that's like it, it's 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 a summer blockbuster and it's like the one that i'm like this is my summer blockbuster yeah you know because it's crazy it's got like the wild like and crazy you know uh it's off like the chain G- hook off the chain well well like jack sparrow in you know in limbo yep like stuff it's like what and it's got like these weird moments where you're like, is this about how relationships need communication or like how <laughs> no. friendships can really lead you to do really horrible things? It is. No. It's very much about it, that. It's sort of about that. And then it's also about freedom, but it's like they're pirates. Like none of it makes sense. It's but about all of the things people are saying are true. It's true. It's great. It's great. I love it. Well, ending, ending this trilogy of pirates uh, next week, we will be doing a, uh, a combined episode, just for those of us who are watching along, and I hope you are, we're going to be doing a combined episode on Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides and Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, See, we will I've not never get even heard of these movies. I thought that it ended. They made so much money. <laughs> yeah, they made a lot of money. And if you're wondering why we're doing one episode on both of them, it's because uh, they made a lot of money and they're blockbusters. And that's just about all there is to them. We just so wanted to Jesse make sure that we did likes them, all. them even less than Pirates of the Caribbean 3, which should tell you something about them. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates 4 is incredibly forgettable. Like, I remember there's Blackbeard. I remember there's ships and bottles. And I remember there's a mermaid. That's all I remember. I remember. <laughs> Pirates 4. I, I remember all those. And then do you remember they open it with Jack Sparrow in a bank vault? Do you remember that? Oh, I think I had fun with that. I had fun with the opening. I had fun yeah. with with parts of it. And then, and then it just fades into a forgettable mess. Oh, there's the, a the priest mer- love story with the mermaid. There's, there's a missionary, yeah, yeah. and uh, and Penelope <laughs> Cruz is also in it. And then, do you remember anything from Dead Men Tell No Tales? You know, after four, I stayed away from Dead Men Tell No Tales, so this will be a brand new experience for me. I, I have watched exactly half of Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's as, exactly as far as I got into it. Wow, so it's that uh, bad. It it was very it was very difficult. Wow. Some people who hated Pirates Three, though, a lot of critics who hated Pirates Three said that's the most fun one, though. So, might be like a gem for you. Yeah. I don't know, Jesse. You might be like, wow, Pirates Five is the best Pirates movie ever made. Some people say that. Some people really? are like it's the it's the second best one next to the first one. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Pirates 4, so... Well, you're going to have to actually rent that one because it's, for some reason, not on Disney+. Plus. What? We have to spend yeah, money on Stranger you, Tides? Do you have the Bluetooth of it? 
I actually, I have it on DVD. Oh my gosh, why? <laughs> because my dad got it for me. Because oh, he thought I would like it. What a sweet guy. <laughs> and I hated it. What a nice guy. Oh, it's, that's a, that's a, he's I think a I saw I could get it somewhere. Dad. Exactly. And I was like, no, I just, can I just have the trilogy from home? Could you just give me that? <laughs> that's really funny. All right, well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, for all of us at Your Father Movies, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right. Good night.